Brian Bergen is a, a Republican assemblyman from Morris County. He's also a West Point graduate who flew Army helicopters in Iraq. Assemblyman, welcome back to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour. Hey, David. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. You had an interesting week, Assemblyman. Tell me what happened. Uh, it was uh, it was quite the day. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, the, well, the, the Democrats attempted to put in a policy in the state house that would preclude people from entering if they didn't show a vaccine card or proof of a negative COVID test within seven days. And uh, we disagreed fundamentally with that type of policy, and we pushed back and ultimately. Uh, the speaker caved, and we were allowed to conduct, although a brief session, a session nonetheless. How many votes? Did you, you didn't have that many votes. You had a, a huge calendar, right? And there weren't that many vote bills passed? Yeah, there were supposed to be 67 bills taken up that day, but I believe we only did six. And what were, what were they saying to you? As, you, as you, you came into the building, you had a swarm of press around you. Everybody was watching to see whether Brian Bergen would, would get in the building. Uh, tell, me, tell me what happened. You walked into the building. To walk me through uh, what happened from there. So I came up through the normal legislator, legislator parking on the second floor, uh, came in that door, and there were two state troopers inside the vestibule that, that, who have never been there, by the way. There's never been state troopers posted there. Usually just a security and, guard, right? Just a security guard, yeah. But they, I identified myself as Assemblyman Brian Berg, and they asked me to swipe my badge. I did, the door, and they opened the door, and I walked in. They didn't stop me. They didn't ask me for anything. Um, not, not at that point, anyway. And then when I got to the caucus later, um, some state troopers were were sent to the caucus by the speaker, allegedly, to inform me that uh, the policy was, was going to be different when we tried to get into the chamber later on, and that they were instructed and planned on uh, preventing us from entering the chamber. And I'm, I'm speaking with Assemblyman Brian Bergen of, of New Jersey. So, so when you when you walk in there, one of the things that I, I heard was going on as as uh, as Democratic legislators were in their caucus room uh, trying to figure out what was happening. Also, they were going to clear the floor. They were going to do, do I have that right? And they were going to do a security sweep. Yeah, this is the, probably the craziest part of a, just a crazy day. I mean, it it was amazing and. Um, just hard to swallow as an American that there were oh, was a police presence preventing us from coming onto the floor to begin with. But once we got onto the floor um, and we were sitting in our seats and we were waiting for the session to begin, the speaker allegedly called for a second security sweep and asked the state troopers to clear us out of the chamber and conduct a security sweep. And in an attempt to get us back out so that they could prevent us from coming back in. I, I, man, I don't know what to make of that. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a prosecutor. But I got to think that there's something really seriously wrong for essentially faking a security threat to have a sweep done to prevent lawmakers from being in their seats. I mean, we just had Bridgegate happen not too long ago. People I, re- I recall that, Assemblyman. I recall that. Right. So we had uh, people went to jail over a couple of lanes of traffic. And here you have the speaker of the house using the police to clear the chamber under false pretenses. That's scary. And and just assembling the Constitution says, and and I'm not I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a constitutional scholar, but it says that you can't 
you can't stop a legislator from going to Trenton to vote. And, and you know, uh, well, I say I'm not a constitutional scholar. I, you know, you, you know I, f- I follow political history pretty closely. Uh, my recollection of, of from what I heard that was behind that that constitutional provision is is way back in the in the in the, the late 1800s when when people used the railroad to get along uh, to get around. What would happen is the railroad industry, when when they were facing a new tax on a railroad, sometimes sometimes paid the county sheriff to keep legislators away. Is is that? I mean. It, do you, do you think that that constitutional provision is going to get upheld? Yeah, of course it's going to upheld. I mean, if it doesn't, that's scary because the, the governor could direct the police to detain me, as an example, if he didn't like the way I was going to vote on something or our caucus. It, 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 the provision makes a lot of sense. It just says you can't arrest us on our way down to doing our duty while we're doing the duty or on our way back with two exceptions, a high misdemeanor and treason. And, Look, we told them that when we got to the door, and they were not going to arrest us. But what the Speaker and the Democrats will try and tell you is that they weren't going to prevent us from fulfilling our duty because they gave us a quote-unquote remote option. I'll tell you, it's not the same. When I, I get up, as you know, and I debate on the floor frequently, and my ability to effectively lobby for my constituents through debate on the floor is impacted if they make me remote. I, I react differently based on how the person I'm debating reacts. I change the way I'm doing things. I ask additional questions if I can see that there's opportunity there. So for them to disenfranchise me for that is disenfranchising my voters. It's not the same, and it's not a comparison they can make. Now, Assemblyman Brian Bergen, we, you know Speaker Coughlin. I, you know, I know Speaker Coughlin also. He, he's a decent man. You know he's 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 not an evil person. What what led to to this policy? I have no idea what led to the policy. I mean, I, I really don't. And I'm not. And I, I agree with you that the speaker is a is a good man from what I know him. But what he what he did the other day was fundamentally un-American. Using police to prevent us from getting to our to the chamber was awful. And this policy. It will will be a slippery slope to mandates across the state. And that's why the Republicans and I took such a hard stance here. It's because it's not about this particular day and getting to the floor. That's the least of the larger issue. The larger issue here is that if we acquiesce to this policy, we are fundamentally saying that it's okay now to do it other places. It's okay to do it in restaurants and bars and movie theaters and uh, your gym. And so we are giving our blessing by complying with that policy. And that's why we didn't do it. So what happens next, Assemblyman? Is there a compromise or is this going to be just a winner-take-all kind of fight? I don't know. I don't know, David, but what I will tell you is that the day of, there was no attempt for compromise. There were there were zero conversations between the Speaker and the Republican Party for the entire day. Can you imagine that? Not one, not one time was there any leadership discussion, talking things out, trying to come to a compromise, because the Democrats are so used to just ramming things down our throats that that is their playbook. They say we do. And this time we we said enough is enough. So I watched 
Jack Chitterelli and Diane Allen campaign. I mean, and, and I will admit, I I was sometimes thinking, you know, what the heck are they doing? Republicans are supposed to move to the center for a general election in New Jersey. But but what I now know is is this: Republicans were able to change the turnout model in the 2021 election. They they energize voters who might not normally vote, who who simply don't agree with Phil Murphy. Is is that going to be the plan going forward? Are you going to keep energizing that that group of Republicans for 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 the 2022 midterm elections? Well, here's what I'll say. I'll say moving your values anywhere to try and change the outcome of an election is, is being dishonest to yourself and the people. We need to, as a Republican Party, define our, define our value set and our beliefs and stick to them and not move around because it's going to work here, work there, this area is purple, this area is blue. No. You, your values are your values. You stick to them and you run hard and you, and you do a winning campaign and you can win. And that's what we're showing, what we're demonstrating now is you don't have to fake it to make it here. Just be yourself and, and the, the people will come. And, and I'm speaking with Brian Bergen. He's a, a Republican assemblyman from New Jersey. And Republicans picked up six seats in the state assembly this year. So it's going to be a bigger minority in 2022, probably the biggest since, since 2003. It seems to me, Assemblyman, that what's in store is a, is a more partisan, more conservative, more vocal minority than it's been. Yeah, I, I would hope so. We, 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 I've always said since I got there, which isn't that long ago, that we need to utilize our leverage at every possible opportunity. And that being in a minority does not mean that you can have to be ineffective and does not mean that you can't accomplish things, but you got to utilize your leverage wherever it presents itself. With the more members we have, the more leverage we have, because the fewer Democrats we need to convince that something is bad. And they need a certain number of people to pass things, obviously, and now only seven of them have to, uh, have to be fractured away on any one thing for them not to get what they want. I am I am I am looking at a book that I keep on my desk. It's called The Red and the Blue: The 1990s and the Birth of Political Tribalism. It was written by the smartest person I know in American politics, Steve Kornacki. Uh, Assemblyman Brian Bergen, is is this in what we're seeing in New Jersey now? Is is this the Newt Gingrich 1994 playbook? Is this just a uh, do do Republicans feel that the path? from minority to majority is through a more aggressive stance, calling out Democrats on issue after issue? Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I can tell you that's what I think it is. And I said this, uh, as you probably recall, before the election happened, that we, if as a Republican Party, if we decide we want to win, we can win. And I used it, and I referenced Newt Gingrich and John Boehner, and what they did in the 90s was just it was the first step of it all was to Put it down on paper and say, we are going to win. Now, let's make a plan to get there. The Republicans have seen now a few victories in a row, and I hope that all of us can, can get behind the fact that there's some momentum here, there's opportunity here, and we do not have to be the silent minority that gets what the Democrats give us. We can take what we want. There are multiple ways to get it done, and we need to fight hard for our constituents, and, and we're just showing right now that, that we're headed down that path, absolutely. 
New Jersey Assemblyman Brian Bergen, uh, Republican from Morris County, always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for, for coming on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour again. Thank you, David. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I will be right back.